Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode today, I'm going to touch on what my favourite gym accessories are and basically what kit I use in the gym, what kit I potentially recommend using and for what reason, as well as the benefits alongside that. So in terms of a quick update on myself, not done one in a while in regards to the podcast, so currently doing my pre-prep diet. I am round about seven-ish weeks in, I'm not really keeping track and I have lost so far £17 and I've got £3 to go and it's been a really smooth diet as a whole uh, which I'm quite happy with so not really any hiccups, not really any interruptions or that, weight's been dropping very well, I've not, I've not even had a food adjustment since starting the diet so what I mean by that is we've made an initial adjustment to calories and then body weight's just continued to drop since then so happy days there and going to be wrapping it up in round about a week and a half depending on what my weight does the goal is to get down to 180 pounds so just drop 20 pounds put me in a good position to start prep at when I kind of gain for like a a short period and gain up to 190 but yeah things are going well and in terms of the episode so first kind of accessory or bit of kit that I recommend using in your training and having are straps so lifting straps I believe everyone should be using lifting straps when they're training their back if their goal is muscle growth, if their goal is back development. Anywhere else where you need to grip and pull as well, like uh, a leg extension, a lion hamstring curl, or anywhere where you just feel like you'd benefit from not really having to focus on your grip, I recommend using straps. Reason being is when we think about what we're doing when we're trying to train our back, we're, we're wanting our back to be the limiting factor so if we are consciously having to think about maintaining a good grip if we're struggling to maintain a grip and that's going to be the limiting factor or regardless if it's limiting factor or not if that's going to be something we have to be concerned about and something that we're having to focus on consciously that's going to take away from our ability to train our back effectively so we want our limiting factor to be back reason being is if let's say we the stimulative reps the reps that cause muscle growth are like shown to be kind of like the the five reps to failure or the five reps close to failure. Meaning if you're doing a 15 rep set from rep 10 to 15 is the one that are the reps that matter the most. Granted you're training to failure. And if we are let's say failing early due to our grip giving out then we're not getting as much effective reps as we potentially could. So we don't want it being limit factor and also find just having to focus, like I said, the mental aspect of just having to focus on your grip puts you off and I believe stops you having as great ability to train things at your back. And reason being is like it's, it's just distracting, worrying about your grip. And as well as that, if you are kind of strapped up, you can just think about using your using your elbows and driving your elbows and almost just treating your hands as hooks. Whereas if I feel like if you're squeezing the bar really hard or doing a movement really hard, it can be hard to kind of treat it in that same manner. It's like you're going to be using more forearm, more bicep almost sometimes during the movement, I find. So yeah, I, I'll personally use them during like leg extensions and line hamstring curls as well. And also during like a seat calf press, uh, when I'm doing it on a leg press, just because of the nature of the machine. But yeah, if you feel like they could be valuable, then use them. There's not really much downside to doing so. People make the argument that if you use straps, you're not going to, get much forearm development or they're gonna become a lagging body part but personally my forearms aren't a lagging body part I've used straps for years 
for all kind of literally all of my back training and I've not really done any direct forearm work, direct grip work at all. And something to consider as well is when we're training our biceps, when we're training our triceps, we're going to be using our grip. We're going to be challenging our forearms during it, especially when we're doing things like hammer curls and just bicep curls as a whole. You're, you are creating a challenge to your forearm. And when you are training your back as well, yes, you're using straps, but you're still gripping the weight. It's like, it's not like your hand's not working at all or your forearm's not working at all and you're not using the muscles in your forearm. You're still needing to hold on to the bar. You're still needing to keep the straps tight, if that makes sense. So I personally think straps are, if I had to have one bit of kit or one bit of equipment to use in the gym, it would definitely be straps for that reason. Next up, I'm going to touch on a lifting belt. So a lifting belt's a tool I like to use and a piece of equipment I like to use primarily when I'm doing squatting patterns. So when I'm relying on bracing, using my core a bit more and I don't want my back or my bracing or my core to be the limiting factor. And what I mean by that is like if I'm doing a barbell back squat or a hack squat machine or any other squat variation, if the goal of that squat movement is to get as much quads out of the movement as possible, then me failing due to a poor ability to brace, or in other words, like stay tight and maintain a neutral spine, if that's the limit factor again, then I'm not getting as much out of my quads. I want my legs to be the limiting factor, not my bracing. So I'll personally use it whenever I don't. I don't need it. Like I'm not going to be like, oh no, if I've not got a belt, if I'm doing like a squat machine but typically I'll, I'll most of the time use a belt when I'm doing like a, a squatting pattern uh, just due to the reason of you want you want to be as braced as possible so that you're getting the output out of your legs and when it comes to like doing like deadlift variations I personally don't use a belt when I'm doing deadlift variations as I believe it actually hinders my ability to brace I feel like I can't get air in and I feel like it's uncomfortable being in like the bottom of a like a hinge movement if that's an RDL if that's a deadlift when I'm performing it and I've found for clients as well like it can actually hinder them reason being is they if, as soon as you put a belt on you feel a benefit of a belt is it does give you like a a cue to make sure you are taking air in and what I mean by that is if you like breathe out against the belt you can feel that right but breathing out as much as you can isn't the most effective way to brace if that makes sense so it can help you cue breathing out forward and to the sides of the belt to kind of create pressure almost like if you're trying to snap the belt but the downside of it is people kind of rely on them and they think just because they're putting pressure in the front of the belt that they're bracing effectively so it can actually make you kind of brace worse as a result of that if you aren't kind of bracing properly so what what I personally do is I don't use a belt for that reason that it doesn't help me brace well and the bro science reason as well is we want the rectors to do the work what I mean by that is you when you are doing like like a hip hinge you're wanting your erectors to be trained and if you've got a belt on that's going to kind of maybe contribute towards your rectors not having to maybe work as hard that's maybe a wee bro science reason you could kind of throw at science doesn't back that up and if you do wear a belt and you get really strong in a deadlift variation, you're still going to have a good back. However, I prefer doing it beltless. Uh, what I'd say is, 
use a belt but don't rely on the belt make sure you can brace without a belt and use it as kind of like a a tool use it as something to like assist you just like how i wouldn't recommend requiring pre-workout to train and to be motivated to train but it's a tool to use in certain circumstances and next up is knee sleeves so i use knee sleeves during my leg compound work and the knee sleeves i use uh, something to clarify is they aren't ridiculously tight they aren't cutting off circulation on my lower leg they're just kind of providing some warmth some support some sort of compression but they aren't suffocating my leg so there's a difference between those because see if you've got let's say knee sleeves that are that tight or you're using knee wraps that are that tight that you wrap around to kind of give you some support what that's basically going to do is that's going to actually potentially hinder the quality of your movements because if you are using let's say wraps that are that tight or sleeves that are that tight that it makes it easier in the bottom position that makes it harder to bend your leg then you are kind of taking tension off your quad where it's hardest which is in the bottom position and overall making your knees take more load as a whole throughout the full rep so i personally won't use like really tight ones for that reason i don't feel like they're necessary and also like why do you need to wrap them that tight i don't think that's necessarily like a good thing if you rely on them to actually be able to train pain free what i'd maybe recommend instead is address maybe why you're having to use them address maybe what you could do instead of using them could you slow down your eccentric could you pause the movement could you play about with your stance could you pick another exercise but i feel like if you are having to wrap your knees up really tight or use knee sleeves that are ridiculously tight then it's probably an issue and you need should you should probably just support that uh, i believe like it should be good to give you some sort of warmth and support to the joint and give it some sort of compression but it shouldn't be suffocating your leg when you're trying to use them but yeah i like using them for any sort of movement where i'm kind of loading my legs quite excessively like a uh, a squat, leg press, split squat, anything like that. I don't use them for leg extensions. I just don't feel like I need them for one. And I don't want to kind of rely on them for leg extensions. Uh, but elsewhere I do use them. So next up is chalk. So chalk is something that I use pretty much <clears throat> for pressing movements, pulling movements. And any other scenario where I believe my grip, my grip could slip or slide. Like a, a walking lunge because my set takes... Because it's 20 to 30 reps, it takes a good while and I'm using the 45 kilos. So, like, any time you kind of feel like you need to use chalk, then do so. Again, yes, I said I like using straps, but sometimes, like, even if you've got straps on, if you're doing, like, a really heavy set on a movement or you're doing a really high rep set where you're gripping for a long period, then I believe that chalk can be useful for that to stop your hand slipping. And I use it on, like, presses as well and just especially when like it's warm outside and your hands might be a bit sweaty or that, I think it's very beneficial. And there's also something you've got to consider is like the mental benefit of using something like chalk. So although maybe you might not need it and it's not essential, if your hands are a bit sweaty and you're going into a set, it can be off-putting. If you know you've kind of chalked up and you're, you've done everything to prepare for the set, then it, it boosts your confidence, it puts you in a good spot to actually perform well. So I use chalk and I use liquid chalk, which is like you can get for a relatively good price and it lasts you absolutely ages. Uh, and 
again when it comes to forearm development you're still gripping it so don't think it's gonna be an issue it just stops your grip from sliding that's all and in terms of the next accessory one probably you might not have heard of before it's quite kind of a quite a abnormal one you could say is using a seat belt in the gym so you might you might think this sounds nuts but you can buy like a some gym brands are doing it now and you can buy it off amazon it's just like a seat belt extender and what this does is when i'm doing a movement like dips hamstring curls or if i'm doing a leg extension i'll actually like strap myself in with the seat belt i'll lock myself in with the seat belt reason being is if i'm doing like a dip the dip machine i'm using i'm currently doing a hundred and uh, 127 and a half kilograms I weigh round about 82 kilos an hour I believe so that is like a good 40 kilos on my body weight yes you can use kind of like the five pad to lock yourself in but it's still quite hard to do so the, the way the machine's set up and I feel like it lifts me out of the seat and I'm not in a stable environment so again using that seat belt creates more stability the more stable you are the more force you can produce the more force you can produce simply means the more weight you can lift with good form. So I'll use it when I'm doing a dip variation. And same with like a hamstring curl machine. Because when a, when you're doing a hamstring curl, the machine wants to kind of pull you forward. As a result, see if you put a seat belt on the back of the seat and lock yourself in, then that's going to stop you being pulled forward. In other words, creating what's called a counter force. If you do so, you can basically, again, be more stable and produce more force because... If you're trying to, let's say, lift a weight and the weight's pulling you in the direction that the weight's wanting, that you're kind of wanting to pull the weight, then you're not going to be able to move it. So, like, when body weight becomes a limiting factor, it can be very valuable. And things like a leg extension as well. Like, there becomes a point where, yes, you can use straps, but it's awkward kind of sh sometimes strapping up and pulling down on the handles. And especially if, like, the handles aren't in a good position, because if the handles are, like, appropriate kind of position and your arms are relatively straight then it can be easier but if they're bent then it can be hard to kind of do it when your arms are bent and really pulled down excessively so I like using it on that and especially like when my body weight decreases at prep like if I'm doing let's say 100 kilos plus on leg extension I'm weighing 70 odd kilograms then that's going to be pretty difficult to kind of hold myself down if I'm pausing at the top of the bottom of the movement the set's lasting a minute why don't I just put the seatbelt on or use straps so that I'm not having to focus on my body weight at all? That's the way I look at things. And you might look at things, this is like overcomplicating it and like nerdy or just kind of like a waste of time. But like, I'm, I, if you're still training hard, then you're not like, why Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it if you think it's going to benefit your training? And what it says, there's a lot of people that kind of give people grief or talk down on people using D handles, using bands, using maybe a seatbelt, using lifting straps and leg extension. But at the end of the day, like, how does your physique look? If your physique's improving, then why does it matter? It doesn't really matter what people think, if that makes sense. It's like, yes, like, it's good to do, like, basic barbell movements, but there's no reason to be super closed-minded. So don't let people who kind of have that closed-minded opinion rub off on yourself and limit your progression in the gym and like as, as long as you're like training with intent and you're not kind of taking the mick like do you need to use a band for every single movement in the gym no that's kind of reproductive but don't feel like you can't use certain accessories and implements to 
improve your training when they when they actually do have value and you do have like a solid reason behind doing so that makes sense so that's pretty much like my five i believe that was five yeah five top lifting lifting accessories or gym accessories that i like to use in the gym that i use kind of the most frequently and i believe are super valuable so now for some honorable mentions because there's a few more i use and i didn't really want to leave it out i might as well cover them if i'm putting an episode on it so first is olympic lifting shoes what this basically does is change your oh it puts you in a position where you can get your knee further over your toe because if you wear olympic lifting shoes what that actually does is change the ankle sorry the angle of your ankle joint so that you don't have your ankle your ability to get flexion at the ankle so it would be dorsiflexion which is a proper name for it i don't know why there's a different name for flexion at the ankle which just doesn't make sense why not just call it flexion uh, where you can get more kind of dorsiflexion or you're in a position where you don't require as much dorsiflexion if that makes sense what i'm basically saying is it will allow you to get your knee further your toe and your ankles won't be the limiting factor on how far you can get your knee over your toe and how deep you can get on movements like a squat, a hack squat, a leg press. And you can usually, on machine-based movements, well, not usually, you will be able to get your feet lower down on the platform as a result of it, which will mean you'll get your knee further over your toe again and you'll make it a more quad-focused movement. So I like using Olympic lifting shoes sometimes. When you are doing it, there is a lot of stress placed on the knee joint if you are being careless with how you execute it. So make sure you are really controlling the movement because there's a great challenge to the quad which means there's a lot of torque going through the knee which basically means there's a lot of tension going through your knee joint uh, and next up is a gym pin so if you've ever seen maybe i've posted it on my story or one of my videos a gym pin's like what you can do is if you're already like maxing out a machine you can put the pin in and then you can add plates on top of whatever weight you're using on a pin loaded machine as a result it means you can continue pressing progressing it which i think is absolutely essential on something like a doctor machine or like i was saying earlier the dip machine i use it allows you to keep progressing a movement so if a machine feels good you don't have to swap it out it also allows you if you've got like a machine that jumps up in 10 kilograms and you're training like a smaller muscle group that you can actually incrementally progress it so add on 1.25 2.5 kilos etc so you can continuously make progressions add smaller progressions to it so you can keep your form in a good spot while doing so and next up is cuffs so these are something that can be valuable when doing sort of like lateral raise variations or even training things like your triceps and again it means you're not having any challenge to the wrist you've so there's less juggle meaning less to focus on and also it can have benefit from having less stress placed on your joints uh, just due to basically the the basically where the weight is on your body is closer to the joint you're actually challenging if that makes sense and what i mean by that is like if you're using a cuff you can place it on your elbow instead of using your hand which basically means there'll be less kind of inertia and less stress less joint forces is the term i was looking for less joint forces when you're using it and probably forgetting something there's probably something else that i use that it's going to be beneficial but for the most part they're kind of the main ones that i use and recommend using those top five and i think are super valuable and kind of somewhat essentials i think everyone should use maybe not the seat belt you maybe don't need that but think chalk chalk lifting straps uh, knee sleeves if you've got 
quite strong in a squad and you need to you feel like there's value in using them uh, but like if you're just starting out like if you're not squatting a lot of weight you don't need them like you, there shouldn't be something you rely on as well like I I got my squat up to I'm not sure like 140 plus kilos or sorry like 100 I was squatting 170 kilos before I even had knee sleeves you don't need them it's like they're not going to save your knees what's going to save your knees is having good form and making sure you're not just throwing weight about kind of carelessly but i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did please feel free to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this on youtube or spotify or apple and leave a like share it on your story if you did i greatly appreciate everyone's support it helps massively in improving the podcast hence the name the improvement podcast and also just helping me uh, see that folk are actually benefiting from it so i can kind of oh it's just nice to hear to be honest when folk are getting a lot of value from the podcast and it's helping them progress because that's ultimately why i do what i do so yeah thank you very much for listening and hope everyone has a great rest of their day